0: Hey everybody welcome to big blend radio second friday food wine and travel show with the international food wine and travel writers association who we call iftwa it's a lot easier to say and you can go to their website ifwtwa.org every second friday we love it we get to chat with travel writers and photographers and uh, chefs even and winemakers um everyone that is traveling they come on this show every second friday we get to hear about their latest adventures And Scott Kendall is back on today. He's a travel writer and also editor of the site, playstayeat.com. And I encourage you to go to his website. Um, He is joining us to talk about his adventures. Him and his wife, Julie, went to Big Bend National Park in West Texas. It's very timely. Uh, national park week comes up April 22nd through 30th this year. And um, Big Bend is iconic. I mean, we have over what, 62, 63, uh, it keeps changing parks, national parks within our National Park Service. Um, The National Park Service has over 420 parks, uh, including monuments. But um, Scott is based in Texas. So this wasn't too far away. Well, Texas (laughs) is big. And uh, Scott, welcome back. How are you?
1: Well, welcome, Lisa. Always uh, good to talk to you.
0: You know, I love this. So we played for those who are watching on YouTube, you got to see Scott's video of his adventure. Very informative. Um, And if everyone goes to your website, playstayeat.com, then they're going to be able to uh, really get involved because you you basically put a travel guide together for if you go to Big Bend with the towns where you can stay, where to eat, have good pizza, you know, Mm -hmm. all that good stuff. And you even went to Fort Davis, which is cool, too.
1: We we did. I uh, went up to Fort Davis, and our intention was to go to the McDonald Observatory on Thursday night. But unfortunately, that was the one night that it was cloudy and rainy, and oh. uh, so we had to cancel that. But we'll uh, we still got to see the dark skies on other nights, you know. And we just didn't get to look through the, the uh, big fancy telescopes. But we'll we'll do that another time. But it's a, a beautiful area.
0: How far is it from you? Because you're near Dallas, right? And the woodlands. Well, we're, we're in the Houston
1: area. <laughs> so it was about a nine hour drive to uh, Alpine. And that's where we stayed for the first three nights. And then we stayed in Fort Davis, like you said, uh, the 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 second two nights. So we were there for five nights total.
0: Now, when you went through Marfa, did you tune into the local radio station and hear about not. the Marfa lights? Oh, my gosh, it's all cosmic, man. It's Oh all, man. <laughs> it's all about space and all kinds of good stuff. And did you see the Prada store in Marfa? The little uh, We
1: we did not uh, we heard about it a lot. We saw pictures of it, uh, but we spent most of our time uh, downtown. Uh, mm. At the uh, El Pasano Hotel and uh, ate at Jets Grill and went to the old courthouse and went through to some of the art galleries. so it's a a really cool small town um it's a uh, it's uh, so much
0: history, so much history happens in that in that area, which is you know kind of desolate, really. but at the same time, once you get in there, you start realizing there's a ton that happened here, you know.
1: Yeah, they definitely have an intriguing history. It was fun to, uh, I know the the movie Giant, I guess, was based out of Marfa and in that area. So the El Pasano Hotel is actually where the the cast stayed. So uh, Cary Grant and Elizabeth Taylor and uh, James Dean all stayed at uh, the El Pasano in uh, Marfa. So that that was kind of fun to see.
0: Now, when you went into Big Bend, uh, the National Park itself, Um, I know you were right at the height of spring break, which is like when national parks get super busy, like Labor Day weekends and Fourth of July's. And I'm like, okay, Scott, what are you doing? But you also learned real quick, um, get out there first thing in the morning, which really is good advice for any park, I think, just to get out there immediately.
1: Yeah, d- yeah, definitely during spring break, it is the, the busiest week for Big Bend because all the families that are headed out there, it's the middle of March, so the weather uh, usually cooperates. Um, so some of the more popular sites like uh, Santa Elena Canyon and uh, the Chisos Mountain Basin, uh, if you don't get there pretty early by 830 or so in the morning, they 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 block people from coming in. And then so uh, you just have to wait till people leave and then come back in. But fortunately, it's such a large park. Uh, you know, you always have your your plan B and your plan C. So if yep. they do close it to a, like we got to Santa Elena Canyon at eight in the morning. So we were fine there. But on the second day, we went to the Chisos Mount, uh, Mountain Basin and we got there about 830 thinking that would be early enough. And they had already closed the. Uh, uh, wow. road. So we ended up going to Los Busquiles uh, over in the Rio Grande village and spent most of the day there. And then we hit the Chisos Mountain Basin in the afternoon as, as people were leaving and uh, mm. thinning things out. So still worked out, but yeah, definitely the more popular places uh, get there early.
0: And, and Big Bend is also next to a Big Bend State Park, right? And both areas have huge Hollywood history. We've had the superintendent on our show and a local radio musician guy, um, I'm going to say at least 15 years ago on our show. And we had a ball and it just seemed like there was just so much more than what people realize in the history, but then the ruggedness. And um, also we talked about the safety of it because a lot of people get nervous about anywhere near a border. And I've, you know, we lived in Tucson and we've hiked the border areas a ton and we're here. I just want to say we're right
1: there. Yeah. You know? I, I and I, I think people that haven't been to Big Bend and you know they do hear everything about the border being dangerous in certain areas. Uh there wasn't even a second where my wife or I felt in danger at all. Now driving there, my, my wife was a little bit worried, you know, she you know, because again, she'd, you know, seen the the television shows about you know the border and the violence, but uh it's it's actually uh, part of this on the Rio Grande obviously but mm-hmm. it's all a tourist area and you know there's just people out there that having a good time you know you don't see any signs of you know human smuggling or drugs or anything like that and and uh, it does obviously occur along the Rio Grande but not in the areas that, that we were in and, and where the park is.
0: Yeah it seems that it's it, even the terrain doesn't make it work you know
1: for that yeah it it would be tough to get across like the behind you you have the uh, Santa Elena Canyon and trying to cross that and then somehow getting over those cliffs uh, that'd be a pretty tough go
0: yeah that that's not going to quite happen without you being in broad daylight I think smugglers like to go the other route but you you went out I mean this is such rugged terrain and let's talk about that because you know being in the Houston area I don't know why I thought you were up in Dallas here. I get it all messed up because Texas is so big, but yeah. um, you're a little more on the tropical side, I would say, versus the rugged side of West Texas. And West right. We're yeah, in I Lubbock am. right now, so we're above, I don't know how many hours above Big Bend, but um, we're blowing away.
1: Well, yeah, I, I believe that uh yeah east texas you know southeast texas around the houston area is it's, it's green it's very flat uh we get quite a bit of rain uh it's, it's fairly warm and then once you get go west and get just west of san antonio that's when things start to turn more deserty and you know fewer mm. less vegetation less uh humidity less precipitation um and by the time you get to Marathon and then Alpine and Big Bend, uh, yeah, they don't get a whole lot of rain there.
0: Mm. And and yet you've got the river area and the hot springs too. That was the other thing that I was like, I didn't know about the hot springs. Tell us about yeah, that. I,
1: I didn't either. That was kind of a surprise. Uh, like so, that, that's one of the places we went after we couldn't get into the Chisos Mountain Basin. Uh, we looked at the map and we said, Oh, there's hot springs here. So we drove over there, and part of it you're driving down an old gravel road that was a bit bumpy and. Uh, Apparently, uh, there used to be an actual resort right there on the Rio Grande, and they still have the old stone buildings where they had the lodging and and the the, the clubhouse. Uh, They have some huge palm trees uh, that obviously were brought in for the the resort, Uh, but it was a popular resort there, and there are some hot springs, and I'm not sure exactly how it works geographically because the hot springs are right on the edge of the Rio Grande. So they built a stone wall around the springs. And so even today you can go in there and, I, but I didn't go in the water, but I did touch it with my hand and it's just, you know, over hundred degrees it's, it is very warm, uh, cool. but it, actually, it does empty into the Rio Grande. So, but it's warm right there. Cause I guess that's where it comes out of the earth and it's it's nice and warm. there were probably a dozen people there, uh, bathing, in, well, not bathing, but, uh, in the, the hot springs. And then another 50 or 60 that were just along the river and, uh, enjoying Enjoying.
0: yeah isn't it always amazing to see these kind of these rivers right like the colorado river they're like the nile right going through the desert and it's just like wow just when you think there's you're so desolate it's so rugged how does anything grow here and they and it does like i think when you went it's the beginning of like ocotillo season where different plants start to bloom and um you know i don't know how much rain they got in west texas but a lot of some of the other areas in the southwest did get um I know Arizona got. I mean, Arizona incredible right now, just wildflower wise. So, um, I would, I would, you know, get people check it out on the website for Big Bend National Park for that kind of thing. But seeing the water doesn't that just kind of blow your mind like how like how does this all work you know geologically exactly
1: one one way you look and you see just desert and mesquite trees and yucca plants and then you look the other way and uh, there are certain really green areas like you said depending on where the rain came in and i, I think uh big ben must have had uh, some good rains in the, the the couple of weeks before we got there because mm-hmm. we saw tons of blooming yucca and uh um, the, the ocotillo that's oh. my wife's new favorite flower oh it's Cause... beautiful
0: isn't it oh hummingbirds love it
1: mm-hmm. oh yeah so we we saw oh. in fact if you look at the the video or my uh, my article uh i had quite a few pictures of the the, the flowers blooming which again mm. uh, i didn't i expected some here and there but they they were all over the place
0: it's kind of like the yuccas come out and the ocotillos come out and um they always come out you have to have the the water to make them really do it and they may come back the ocotillos in the fall but mm-hmm. um it's really cool because they like the yuccas have specific moths and um butterflies that feed off of them and if you don't if they don't open then the those moths and you know butterflies are in trouble that year oh, but then right. it goes in so the desert has these stages and so like the ground cactus will start to bloom depending on where you, what desert you're in. But you're in the Chihuahuan desert. And I've driven through the area. It was a Memorial Day weekend. And boy, did we go through a monster storm and ended up pulled off the side of the road in Houston, your area, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the rain. But we had like a major hailstorm. Like it was it was crazy, but at the same time, it was really cool. And then the second time we went through the area, We went through Guadalupe mountain area and you could see the Guadalupe mountain, but it was at night and it was a full moon and we were going from actually Lubbock down to Tucson and we did this route. So for travelers, this is kind of a cool thing where you could do Carlsbad Caverns, Guadalupe uh, Mountains National Park and and include Big Bend, especially for European tourists to come over, um, put them all together.
1: Yeah. In fact, it's funny you mentioned that my brother-in-law and his wife joined us and they, they're they from Wisconsin and they actually oh, okay. flew, to, flew to El Paso and they did the White Sands National Park. Oh, yeah, Santa, yeah. That's
0: true, too. Yeah. In
1: Guadalupe and then came to Big Bend. So they got four national parks uh, in like a, about a 10 day period.
0: And so National National Park's not that far away either. If you want to go into Tucson, there's Gila Cliff Dwellings National Monument. Fort Davis that you went to is also part of the National Park Service. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, yeah, we had someone on the show from from there too. It's just, you know, that's what I think is so fascinating. Here are these beautiful natural areas and then all of a sudden, yeah, here's a fort and stuff went down, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> you know, so I think there's, and there's more in Southern, I mean, as I keep thinking about where you were, you could spend two, three weeks and never finish. <laughs> oh, you know? de- definitely.
1: Yeah, I, I could have spent that much time probably just in Big Bend. You know, it's, it's yeah a, over eight hundred thousand acres, so That's there's a, a lot of area to cover.
0: Yeah, and so did you do any hikes? Get out there and stomp we the ground. We did.
1: Um, yeah, you know, we were only there for like two full days in the park. I mean, we were in the area for five days, but uh, we did a, a five mile uh, walk. I think it, it was the uh, Mule Ears. And uh, that's was, that was a fun, uh, there's a couple of mountains and they kind of form ears like on a, on a mule. And so it's mm-hmm. mule ears. And that was a. I think they said that was a moderately challenging uh, hike. Uh, and there were several others that were you know, four or five miles uh went on some like real short ones. Uh, Santa Elena Canyon Trail was uh, 1.7 miles so that was right. a fairly short one. There's a couple of areas where you have to scramble up and down some rocks but um the one thing I loved about Big Bend is you can find almost anything that you're comfortable with at your level. You know, if oops, sorry about that. Uh it's are, are, are back my my bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, no, you're here um so what was i saying Oh, uh,
0: about the different hikes the hiking trails that that that's the thing i think the national park service does really well because they even have trails that are for you know accessibility wise like if you're in a wheelchair some places some parks will have that or for moms pushing a stroller or dad's pushing a stroller that kind of thing they seem to seem to really try at least have a good scenic drive as well
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of the the park we did see just from driving through. And then uh, I said, we went on four or five hikes. And uh, another good way to see the park is uh, canoes or kayaking, which we we did not do. But we saw quite a few people uh, kayaking down the river. And, uh, you know, just a a nice leisurely uh, water. So there's not, we didn't see any white water, nothing really rapid, just a nice, calm, slow uh, flow. Nice.
0: Now, did you get a chance to see any wildlife?
1: Uh, not a lot yeah we saw Mm -hmm. some some lizards um and we that's cool though yeah we saw i think it was a raven it was a a black bird Mm -hmm. and uh somebody i was with said it was a raven and i i think that's what it was um saw a few birds here and there um and uh but yeah i didn't see any jackrabbits, no bear no deer you know no no larger yeah
0: you have to it depends on the time of day and where you go you know Mm -hmm. Um, And if you were like at six in the morning at the water, you probably would see some, you know, Mm -hmm. it just depends. And yeah, it's such a big park. When you look at the maps, you did a good job showing us in the video. And then everyone again, uh, you know, playstayeat.com. If you go there, you'll be able to see, you know, just what, you know, Scott's talking about. And I mean, the animals do get food and they have, you know, it just doesn't look like they're going to have a lot of food out in the desert. But they do, you know, it's it's pretty wild, but. It seems like you guys got good food you got good pizza
1: we did it's, uh so actually some of the best pizza i've ever had and you know that's not something i was expecting wow. out in the middle of the desert but yeah we went to a long draw pizza in terlingua and Terlingua mm-hmm. is a very interesting community it's a, an old ghost town it started as a, a mining town uh, they mine mercury and some other other minerals and uh, then basically wow. that went away and there's a, just a few hundred people that kind of stayed on. And, and now, of course, the biggest industry is tourism. Um, so mm-hmm. there are some several several good restaurants. Uh, the Long Draw Pizza uh, we loved and found out that they are the people that own Long Draw Pizza, uh, Mallory and Andy Mundy, are actually reopening Lakiva and La Kiva mm-hmm. is like uh, the probably the most famous uh, legendary bar and restaurant in Terlingua and it was in existence for about 30 40 years uh and there was a murder mystery the owner uh, was killed mm-hmm. back in 2014 uh in Terlingua uh, at the restaurant and so that that made headlines and um so anyways after uh, the death of uh, the owner uh they sold it they kind of did some reconstruction And uh, but then it went out of business during COVID. So it's been Mm. been closed for a while. uh, But uh, Mallory and Andy are opening it back up in May of 2023. So that'd be something exciting to look for uh, after that time.
0: Wow. There's there's always scandal around murders, you know.
1: Always, always.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they were listening to that, you know, the Marfa Lights uh, radio show where you can beam up. (laughs) that is uh, it's all it, it's kind of like listening to art bell in a weird way <laughs> but <not Art> bell. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, in a weird way
0: <laughs> yeah well there's like you know when well, you were going to go to the observatory but they they always talk about the marfa lights and um it's just it's an interesting area so what was alpine like because i've been through fort davis and when we were in alpine it was at night and we went through marfa and i remember them having some parties there's like this there was like a party going on in some saloon kind of it they, they yeah, well, were, it they were having a good time that's all i'm gonna yeah,
1: say yeah well alpine's a, a college town there's actually Sol ross university and so yeah there are quite a few places where i think the college kids hang out not the locals mm-hmm. too I'm, I'm sure uh so uh we we were in a, a fairly quiet part of town we didn't hear a lot of parties uh but we did go out and we ate at a riata uh, restaurant yeah. which is uh, one of the top rated uh restaurants in alpine and uh, went to, there's a, a museum of the Big Bend in, uh, on Sol Rost University campus.
0: Oh, okay. And that,
1: and that was very interesting, because it kind of gave you a good background. Uh, in fact, a lot of the information we saw at the Big Bend Museum in Alpine, we also saw at the Fort Davis Museum. Um, okay. Because, you know, they talked about some, obviously, some of the same history that uh, mm-hmm. happened in that area.
0: Oh, there's a lot of interesting history at fort davis i that's got some there's some scandals in there too as i recall oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah definitely <laughs> yeah. if you're a, if you're a history buff uh it's a, a fun thing to to read about and just uh you know all the the things that you know didn't make the you know probably you didn't study it in your history class but you know it, it it's very interesting and uh you know just uh I, i've always loved to learn little facts and you know things that happened yeah. that we we didn't know about
0: didn't they have the Buffalo Soldiers going through there? I think they did.
1: Yeah, I think that's where they they originated, and 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 most of the the soldiers there for a period of time were the Buffalo Soldiers.
0: Wow, well, I need to get back there. I I think Texas is so fascinating. There's so much history, and it's such a huge state. It's you guys have like your own country going on here, you know, well, history-wise. We, we wise. really do.
1: yes. So sometimes when we go overseas or somewhere, it's kind of like, well, yeah, I mean, it's cool to see other places, but yeah, there's still quite a few places in Texas that we really haven't seen. Mm-hmm. So we're going to. Yeah, try-
0: well, what led you to mm-hmm. say, I'm going to go to Big Bend Park. Last time you were on the show, we were talking about Europe it just opened up and you've gone to Paris and Switzerland, the top of the world and, you know, going on a, a wonderful ride in the uh, Paris canals with champagne and, you know, and I'm yeah. now now you're in Big Bend. I'm like, OK, this is like complete opposites in, yeah. in, in well, some ways. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely the complete opposite, and I think it just goes to show that you know there's no matter what your tastes are, there's so many interesting places, whether it's you know in your your home state or you know across the pond in Switzerland or Paris or, or wherever. Um, and, uh, I, I just have always wanted to go to Big Ben and, you know, I've heard a lot of people that do go always had great things to say about it. And so finally, uh, one day I was talking to my wife and said, well, I'm going to go to Big Ben. Do you want to go with me? And, that's uh, cool. and, uh, luckily she, she was able to work it out, uh, with her schedule, uh, her, her teaching schedule. And, uh, so we went for a week and had a great time.
0: So would you go back?
1: I would, I would, yeah. Okay. I, there's there's a few places like the Chusos Mountain Basin. You know, we spent maybe a couple of hours there and uh, we didn't really go on any longer hikes in there because we our time was very short. Uh, definitely want to do that. And uh, just there's uh, other trails that I'd love to walk and go back to Long Draw Pizza, go to uh, DB's Rustic Iron Barbecue. Uh, that oh. was a really, really good food also. And then um, Jess Grill in the Hotel Pisano where Giant was filmed, uh, that was uh, also an excellent restaurant. So mm-hmm. uh, lots of good food. Uh, there was live music at a lot of the the, uh, the restaurants, which was kind of fun because I guess you have all these tourists come from wherever. And uh, at Long Draw Pizza, there was a guy named D.B. Rouse. Uh, he's known as the Singing Hobo. And, oh, cool. Uh, and he, he sang a lot of his own songs and did some covers of uh me and bobby mcgee uh, sitting on the dock of the bay you know a uh, 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 circle of uh oh what's that johnny cash
0: uh oh like walk the line and oh ring uh, of fire
1: ring of fire yes yeah yes, yes. Uh, yeah cool yeah so it, it was fun and yeah i'd definitely go back and i'd like to see lakiva when when it reopened because i had never been there when it was yeah. you know, before it was uh, closed um, so, yeah, I would definitely go back to Big Bend. I think there's so much to see.
0: I think there always is. You, you can never do all the hikes you want to do. And it's just always you can plan all you want. But travel's never it, no, nothing ever goes according to plan. That's just the way life is, right? That, um, exactly. You know, yeah. it goes. But um, I definitely want to go. And I want to I, that whole area to me, like I was saying, is fascinating. Where would you recommend people stay when they go there?
1: Well, it it all depends. I think ideally I would stay in Terlingua because that's the closest to Big Bend. And uh, there's also a lodge uh, in the Chiso Mountain Basin uh Ooh. so that, that that'd be my number one choice it was actually closed for it's being remodeled and i'm not sure oh. it'll reopen um, so i checked the website for that so the, the large in chiso basin terlingua terlingua has a lot of like fun little places like uh teepees and you know little bed and breakfast uh they have oh, a, cool. a bunch, bunch of uh Uh, just unique uh, bed and breakfast that would be fun to stay at. And again, you're closer to Big Bend, so you don't have to drive quite as much. Uh, Alpine and Marathon are also, uh, and and Marfa are good choices, but then you're going to have like an hour and a half just to drive into the park. Uh, And we really didn't mind that because it was a a beautiful drive anyway. Um, So, um, but Trilingua or the, the Mountain Lodge would probably be my first choice.
0: That sounds good. I mean, um, you know, going there, going back, getting some hikes in that you haven't done, maybe getting in the water. That's I want to go kayaking. You can kayak in there, right? In, there, in yes, the Rio Grande. Yes. Yeah, and they're the place
1: called uh, Far Flung Adventures. And they're Mm -hmm. one of the places where they have the guided uh, trips, but they also rent uh, kayaks and canoes. So it depends on whether you want a a guided trip or you want to just do it on your own.
0: I think the guided trips are kind of cool because you get that history of where you are and knowledge. And, you know, if you see a rattlesnake, they'll know what to do maybe more. (laughs) (laughs) You are in Texas, you know, I'm just saying, you know. So I think, you know, it's nice and big, but. I I, Like I said, I love that whole that there's like such a route that people can do all these other experiences as well. Go there, go to Guadalupe Mountains, because now you're getting into an area where they do get snow. And Guadalupe Mountains is kind of like the Great Basin National Park that is so undervisited and yet has like a four season thing going there that uh, people Mm -hmm. don't expect. And so I really want to do that and put the two together as Destinations, But your family coming in from Wisconsin, I mean, it's not far from El Paso. It's a little bit of what, three, four hour drive, maybe?
1: It's about um, a four, four or five hour drive from yeah. El Paso.
0: No, not too bad. But I mean, we were just in Wisconsin in the very north part of Wisconsin on the Tomahawk River. Like my oh, phone kept going to Canada and I'm like, what? Um, I don't speak that. No, who is telling you it's minus 40 degrees centigrade. I'm like, oh, wait, we're Fahrenheit. You're freaking me out. It's cold and I'm falling in snow. Everything's frozen. I felt like I was on the set, the, t- the movie set of Fargo because everything was frozen on ev- everywhere we looked, but there were bald eagles. It was beautiful. So for them, that had to be, I don't know where they are in Wisconsin, but that time of year coming out to the southwest had to be night and day like it was totally
1: different and they're they're from kind of the green bay area but they also have a cabin up in north wisconsin probably not too far from where you were
0: Yeah. yeah and that's good i mean they were getting snow in green bay when we were there and um that had to be i think they're still getting snow (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah they, they almost didn't want to go back they, they said well maybe we'll stay in Texas a little longer a, a
0: little warm get that sunshine you know what I mean and right. and this park is for seasons that's something I want to tell people and, and I think again it's like go out really early in the morning catch the sunrises go out towards sunset and really the the desert is magical and there there are things to experience year-round it's just how you do it
1: Exactly. And and one word about uh, the weather um, in the summer, it gets really, really mm-hmm. hot. And so if you do go during the summer, like you said, go very early in the morning, make sure you have plenty of water, you know, don't go on any long, long uh, trips because uh, it can be 110 degrees or, or hotter and there are certain areas where you don't have access to to water or shade, and uh, so just, you know, be be smart about it, but uh, it's it's beautiful all four seasons.
0: And they get monsoon rainstorms. Yeah, oh yeah. That is the coolest. I love those. That is the drama of the desert that people miss out because a lot of people don't think of going in the summer, and I get it, but It is magic. If you can witness a monsoon, just kaboom through the desert and it's almost like the ocean coming across the desert Mm -hmm. through the yuccas. It's magic. So I hope people go. Well, thank you, Scott. It's always a pleasure having you on the show. Again, everyone, Scott's website is playstayeat.com. He is a travel writer uh, through the International Food Wine Travel Writers Association. We did put up a page with a short write-up about his adventures, some photos and video. And you can click through and read that and all the links over to his website um, regarding uh, Big Bend National Park. Um, But I also want to give a shout out to IFTWA, the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. If you go to their website, ifwtwa.org, if you're a travel writer, photographer or destination, they have an awesome conference coming up in October. Their conference at sea. I think that's going to be cool. You can I float so on it. Princess Cruises, are you going?
1: I I am. Yes. Yes. Oh, so we're cool. I'm from Vancouver to Victoria and then down to San Francisco, and uh, it it should be be a lot of fun.
0: Have you gone to their conferences before?
1: Uh, yeah, I went to the one in uh, Saint Petersburg in Florida last year. Cool,
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so they 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 put on a good show and a lot lot, lot of a lot of fun people you know a lot of people you kind of sort of meet through the, the internet, through Facebook and whatever. So so nice to you know see people in person and actually, you know, spend some time sharing stories and just getting to know each other.
0: And the from my experience with IFTWA, the travel writers actually help each other. They do, yeah. you know, like, hey, you're going here, here's a contact and check this out i mean is that something you've experienced too oh yeah
1: definitely you know we're always talking to each other and you know do you have any recommendations or do you know so and so or um yeah so yeah it's definitely a a really a tight-knit uh group and a lot of us have known each other for years so uh yeah it's a, a very uh not only fun but it's also very informative and very useful
0: cool where is your next destination
1: Uh, Well, we're going to Ireland uh, in May. Awesome. We're we're excited about that. We have most of our plans made. We're flying to Dublin, uh, going down to Killarney, doing the the Ring of Kerry, the Dingle Peninsula. Uh, Then we're going over to Doolin and the Cliffs of Mower and Galway, listen to some traditional Irish music and probably Irish beer uh yeah, no, Guinness and guinness yes and and double.
0: yeah irish coffees mm. mm-hmm.
1: yeah so we're we're gonna be busy and uh, i'm sure it's gonna be a fun time but uh driving on the wrong side of the road is the only thing that's gonna be a bit of a challenge but uh, we've done that in england before so uh, I, I, you know we'll, we'll manage
0: yeah you know it's a little smaller than texas too so that uh just mm-hmm. a tad you just know you can do it you can do it you've got it you've got it well have fun
1: yeah you just have to convince my wife
0: (laughs) oh oh it's it's so it sounds like she doesn't like the driving part of it of the destinations once you get there you're okay but on the way that's
1: yeah
0: it's on the way it's like okay but yeah going on the other side because you do i mean i grew up in south africa and kenya and england Mm. and then even just as a pedestrian like, if I talk to my friends, you know, over in South Africa, my brain takes a few years. As you get older, this happens. Your brain starts to go and revert. And then I don't even know how to pronounce things half the time because now <laughs> I've gone off for cons. And then if I, you know, go to cross the street, I'm looking the wrong way. You know what I mean? And it's, right. whenever you take a left turn, for some reason, I could go completely in the wrong lane. And I've done that. I did it. I met my best friend up in Michigan last year. And on our way out of Michigan, I took a left and I went into the oncoming traffic off wow. of an interstate thing. And I'm well, like, Don't
1: do that again.
0: <laughs> I know. And Nancy's looking at me, I went, Oh my gosh, I went South African. It just because of seeing her. Sure. So it's it just takes that little bit of time, but um. Hopefully, I'll get younger and, and smarter.
1: Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's how it is. Let uh, me know how every- you
1: how you do that.
0: <laughs> I know. I love it. Everyone, please keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. Again, we are here every uh, second Friday with Iftua. And then we also have a second Tuesday show, a third Monday show where we talk with destinations. So a lot going on uh, in the world of travel. And it's so exciting that travel is back. Open up. And uh, also, don't forget to plan your adventures for uh, National Park Week coming up. Again, April 2nd, 22nd through 30th. So thanks so much, Scott. You take care.
1: Well, thank you, Lisa. You too.